0: this week on the dry bar comedy podcast
1: i would love footage of you in a like a ballet <laughs> leotard
0: just to cut the fin- top of my finger off
1: a
2: podcast interview with santa claus
0: merry christmas <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> welcome to the dry bar comedy podcast it's me taylor nielsen
1: and it's me jordan Macon.
2: i the only podcast where you can listen hang out with and laugh with your favorite dry bar comedians. Hey, that sounds pretty awesome. Hey, Jordan.
1: That sounds great to me. How are you feeling today, Taylor? <laughs> I
2: am feeling great. My soul is aglow.
1: That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You inspire me with how well you feel. <laughs> how about you? I'm feeling almost as good as you. I don't know if quite, but I think once we uh, get into this episode, I'm going to start feeling real good.
2: That being said, maybe we should just jump right into a clip. I this agree. clip is of our comedian today talking about how he studied philosophy back in his university days. Should we take a look?
0: Let's take a look. I had this other class where all we talked about for the first, first week we, was uh, we, just, we talked about chairs. Not like how to build a chair or anything constructive or useful about the chair. But the idea that the chair that you're currently sitting on is not actually a chair, because that chair has not always been a chair, but nor for it to be a chair, it always has to be a chair. Therefore it's only in a temporary state of representing a chair. Because the idea of a real chair is an idea of a chair, and that's the real chair being the chair, and that this is just a physical manifestation of the idea of the chair, because the idea of the chair is a real chair, so this chair is not really a chair. <laughs> for a week. <laughs> And then at the end of the the, the week, we come walking in, and uh, the, he, uh, the uh, professor is like, "Okay, uh, we're gonna have a quiz, and uh, let's just take out a sheet of paper, and uh, as we've been discussing about the existence of a chair, uh, you need to defend uh, your own existence." <laughs> And they're thinking, man, maybe it's not too late to go change my degree to something real like, you know, English. <laughs> so I just start thinking about it, and in the front, I just got up. I got up and started walking out, and the, teacher, the professor said, hey, excuse me, where are you going? And I was like, uh, Pardon me? Who are you talking to? It was hard to you. Me? Yeah, you. (laughs) Well, I guess I got an A.
1: (laughs) Well, as you may have guessed... (laughs) By seeing him on that (laughs) clip, our guest today is Rodney Norum, oh wow, Rodney, I'm very sorry, I've known you for years, Rodney Norum? Wow, wow. Can we, we'll we we'll cut that or you'll Ooh. keep it in a It's look not silly. a tough just,
2: name to pronounce either.
1: Rodney, <laughs> you know him, I know his name, Rodney Norman. <laughs> You've seen a special The Dissertation of the Pretense of Nothingness and also as Chris Kringle himself <laughs> on Drybar Presents Santa Absolutely. Claus. Welcome Rodney Norman to the podcast, Rodney everybody. Norman. Well,
0: it's a pleasure to be here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting to know the real Rodney today. Yes, <laughs> the
1: real Rodney Norum. Like I said <laughs> before, you nailed his that. special title, Norum, with where all the words are over five syllables. Yeah. I was kind of stressing about the title. You may have, I think you probably have the most syllables. I
0: in... didn't know they were going to go with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a great. You know, name.
0: they 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 said, "What do you want to call this?" I'm like, I, I have no idea. And so I just threw that out and thought, yeah, they'll come up with something better, I'm sure. (laughs) Oh,
2: no. Here at Dry Bar, we don't come up with something better.
0: I I just thought I'm going to come up with the most obnoxious and pretentious title for a comedy album I could come up with.
1: the dissertation of the 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 pretense of of nothingness. Wow. (laughs) Thirteen. Yummy
2: and soda, uh, wow. give, give us any uh, word, uh, Rodney. We'll, we'll give you a syllable. Yeah. <laughs> no this is the people
0: We just broke down, <laughs> break down everything by syllable. Yeah. yeah. This is perfect. Three.
2: That would be interesting, though, to rank, see what, which Dryberg special does have the longest title. I
1: think the fans have been asking for it. <laughs> <I> mean, <they're,
0: laughs> that's a demand. It's for one of it. those
2: questions they didn't know they were asking, <laughs> but they want to know. But I, I, my money's on you.
0: I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes, man. Uh,
1: Well, Taylor, you you take take it away. We've been talking right at the same time (laughs) all episodes. Is that a sign we're in sync? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: uh, So, from that clip, we learn that you are not only a comedian, but have a background in philosophy.
0: Yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And that's my that's my job. That is I saw that as a you know I, I, I was studying philosophy. I thought, how do I reach the masses? How do I really take the essence of philosophy to the people? <laughs> and I thought stand-up comedy is the only way. Comedy. It's the only way.
1: There you go. The philosophy major to stand-up comedy pipeline is as strong as ever.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I will say I love your bit because I, I think I took two philosophy classes and both of them had major sections on the essence of chairness and yes. what constitutes a chair. <laughs> yes. So, so
0: you say I don't you know why. We, I, re- I don't understand <laughs> it, but with philosophers, we are fascinated with the idea of what a chair is.
2: Well, prepared. it goes, goes all the way back
0: to Aristotle, Socrates. Um, and, and that's where the, the idea of forms, if you ever, ever, Plato's idea of forms, as he was trying to explain that, well, things have to be somewhere to be able to be real. But, We're not, none of this is real, but something out there has to be real because we're a simulation, but it has to be based on the simulation has to be based on something that's real, so that something real has to exist somewhere, but it's not here.
2: Where does it exist? I don't know. (laughs) It's in the cloud.
1: It's in the cloud. cloud. Like the (laughs) Apple Cloud? Yeah, like (laughs) it's in the cloud. You have to download it. Yeah, and even I'm a communication major. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that your punchline about a real major being an English major. I feel like most people would go with communication. (laughs) So take that, English. Uh, Wow. Even in communication, I think when we talk about us assigning meanings to things, chair is the one that gets, I just don't know why chair's the object for all these things. Like it's only a chair because we all agree it's a chair, right? Yeah.
2: Maybe they assume you're sitting in one
1: regardless of, that's true like
2: the p- first people aren't standing and doing philosophy as much
1: these days no not when there's chairs to be seen and sat on yeah, yeah. big chairs
0: of course there's always the uh the smart aleck in the class that says, well you can sit on a rock how come that's on a chair and then that throws everything off for weeks <laughs> well,
2: then what's a rock though
0: there we in go the uh, there you go thank you you're now uh a major in philosophy <laughs>
1: <laughs> honorary so rodney how'd you how'd you find yourself in a philosophy
0: major um well i was sitting in a rec- in, in, in an office one day and they told me i had to select a major and i was just like uh ah, i don't even know how to spell philosophy <laughs> <laughs> Does it start with an F? It should start with an F, but it doesn't start with an F. It starts with a PH. And I thought, that's kind of pretentious. (laughs) Uh, I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to do something. What's the most pretentious thing I could study right now? (laughs) And that's philosophy. And so that's why, there you go. Because, you know, everybody talks about, oh, I got a communications degree. I got a computer science degree. (laughs) I was like, eh, philosophy. Because everybody's scared of philosophy, and what they don't realize is that it's—you just make everything up. <laughs> it's the only thing that you can literally just make stuff up and think people think you're a genius. And the more ridiculous you, it is, uh, the more amazing you are because you come up—you come up with something that's inte- unintelligible or people don't have any idea what you're talking about, and they go, "He must be a genius because I don't understand what he's talking about. It's brilliant. It's a racket.
2: You don't. Need- I don't love it." You don't need any concrete answers by the end of it,
0: absolutely not. Right. As soon as you start uh, making concrete answers, well, you're uh, people, you know, you get pinned down and then you go, This guy's new, you don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. But you just ramble on about absolutely nothing and then uh, start bringing in subjects that had nothing at all to do with it to begin with, and then uh, just keep uh, doing on run on sentences <laughs> and just keep going and going and going. Pretty soon, people just lose interest, they go, I have no idea what's going on right now, and then they go, he must be a genius, and I just and I just got to go along with him, <laughs> or I'm going to look like an idiot. Right.
1: Could you hit us with some philosophy right now? Like I just did. And you was that it? it? Did you know that? See, notice you it? just exposed wow, yourself. I wasn't smart enough to... Like, and you <laughs> call yourself
2: a communication mate.
1: <laughs> oh, We're, that was a philosophy on the etymology of philosophy. I don't know what that word means. It was meta.
0: It was meta. It, was, meta it was meta. Meta. Meta philosophy. Was. <laughs>
1: wow. I do feel smarter listening to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: On the um, hierarchy of unmarketable
1: degrees,
2: (laughs) 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 we've got a communications major.
1: Hey, I'm not saying I agree with that. I think that's a stereotype. Just because I probably have communication major people watching this.
2: (laughs) Film major. Philosophy. philosophy major <laughs> and
0: i i would say that my the philosophy program you is probably one of the best in the country wow. uh, because um when you graduate they they prepare you for the real world of philosophy because not only when you graduate do you have your degree but you're also uh uv is gonna bury this podcast <laughs> yeah we're in lawsuit
2: territory
1: uh-oh uh-oh oof i think <laughs> We just need to get a dance major on here next, and then.
0: Oh, I studied well, dance for a while too. Did
1: you really? What kind? Of I was doing
0: theater, and uh, and dance was part of it because I was going to go into musical theater, and so I started. It was weird because I was older when I went back to college, and the professor or the teacher of the dance class was a girl I went to school with in high school. She knew who I was. Wow, it was weird. <laughs> And I was with all these, you know, bit of young ladies who were very fit. And I was just like, uh, I am so out of place here.
1: What man. kind of dance but was it?
0: It was modern dance. Oh, oh man. So we, le- I learned how to express myself Whoa. through dance. Did you see that, Jordan? I,
1: I, was, mo- <laughs> I was moved by it. <laughs> well, it was, been, uh, you I've learned been, that in philosophy class, which
0: yes. you just did. No, I took – well, back when – I went to Stone College when I first got my uh, – I went on a debate scholarship. And I was also uh, – I wasn't on the football. I was like a manager for the football team. I was like a water boy for the football team. Manager's <laughs> a nice <laughs> Well, my job <laughs> specifically was I, I videotaped all the practices and I videotaped all the games and stuff, right? And so I, I had – one of my roommates was a, was a football player. He was, on the, he was on the team. He was a lineman. And he took a dance class. He was taking ballet. And he told me, you, you need to come take ballet with me. I'm like, I don't, I don't think I want to study ballet at all. <laughs> and he goes, he says, no. He said, just come with me for one, one class. Right. I said, okay, sure. I had this spot open, so I went. And it was me, him, and 30 of the most fit, beautiful, young women in the <laughs> world. And the first day... They had me picking them up. I'm lifting them up over my head. And <laughs> I mean, just one after another. I'm just like, wow. I'm. I. I think I just. I'm in heaven. And, uh, and they, at the end of the class, the gal, the, uh, they offered me a dance scholarship. <laughs> wow, debate scholarship. Um, you were a prodigy, dance because scholarship. I could. I was. You know, I was lifting. I was working out, and, uh, you know. I could you know they're all like you know 85 pounds I mean it was like (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) and they were just excited I could lift them and so that was that was my uh, that was my whole thing I they wanted give me a degree because I could
1: so did you do performances like school
0: performances I I never got to the point of performing but I was in the class for the entire year and so it was it was one of the funnest things I've ever done (laughs) because
1: I would love footage of you in a like a ballet leotard <laughs> uniform but picking yeah, up people. <laughs> this <laughs> is sounding more.
2: Ronnie's history is looking more and more like Forrest Gump. Like, That's just about what it everything. is. I just sort
0: of just fell <laughs> fell into all kinds of weird stuff. <laughs> you weren't talented about. at this at all, but why are you here? I don't know. I <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing it.
2: Well, that uh, that that adds another piece of the puzzle to the rod rodney norman because you have such a unique stage presence you've garnered i don't know how many fo- thousands and millions uh, if,
0: if of: it might be in the millions i, I don't know i didn't Whoa. keep track of these things
2: and and you've got this this mystical air about you where people like
0: mm-hmm. yes
2: <laughs> you know like a sage on the highway so of life mysterious. So, he understands
0: the deepest stuff.
2: <laughs> so I want to know more about how you found your way to comedy from philosophy, from ballet class. I guess I want to know how all the pieces come together.
0: Oh, gee, uh, <laughs> um, uh, yes,
2: yes, yeah. Like
0: this. I don't know. You know, I was always very eclectic. I was into everything when I was a kid. I, I just loved everything. I loved comic books and I loved cartoons and I loved the news i used to watch the news you know with my my grandpa i felt one of my favorite memories was sitting there watching a news program with my grandfather about the there was um i believe it was mexico city they had these all these earthquakes and millions of people died i mean it was a terrible tragedy right right and so i'm sitting there going you know i'm watching this and he look my grandpa looks at me and goes well they're all the lucky ones now they got all the answers the rest of us gotta wait till we just die. <laughs> 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 just, oh boy! And so, uh, uh, no, I was always just fascinated, just, just, everything. I've just been such a curious person. I started reading when I was really young, and just um, the first book I ever read wasn't it wasn't a children's book. It was a book about the American Revolution.
1: Oh yeah, my mom used to read that to me as I'd fall asleep <laughs> at night. So <laughs> How old were you? How big was this book?
0: I was I was six. It was the, the first book I I got it. At wow. a, we we bought it at a. Uh, there was these storage units next to my grandma's house, and they would people would always like Saturdays. They'd all pull their stuff out, and they'd have these swap meets back then. And so we'd go. It was you know right by so we by there, and somebody was selling this book. I got it for like a nickel. <laughs> and I was so excited about it, and so I just started reading. I couldn't. I, half the words I didn't even know, so I kept walking to my grandpa and my grandma. said, like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And, and uh, he was
1: like, "All the people in this book, they're the lucky ones. Yeah, they're, they're all dead that. now."
0: <laughs> so, so I no, and then so I, I that I got into. I, I loved church. I loved religion. I loved philosophy, and I just, I, I just, just so much weird stuff. And the, and people at school didn't get me at all because I was, <laughs> you know, the stuff they thought was fun and interesting. I thought it was stupid and boring. I wanted to, you <laughs> yeah. know.
1: I imagine you looked just like this as a kid, just tinier. Absolutely. With the beard and <laughs> the hair, walking
0: around with big books. Well, no, I, 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 I am a, a weird-looking person. I remember telling this girl in, I think it was third grade, I thought that she was really pretty. And she looked at me and she said, you look like your face is melting. <laughs> oh. Wow. So I had a lot, you know, I was, uh, I was very confident as a young man. Um, and she
2: became your dance teacher. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. Okay. But no, I, was into, you know, I was into theater. I was into just, I just wanted to do everything, everything when I was a kid, man.
2: So you have all these eclectic interests. And then at what point do you decide you want to try stand-up? Uh,
0: it was actually my wife kept bugging me. Oh. Because I was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were young, just barely, you know, just newlyweds, and we'd have young Marines that were single, so used to come and hang out at the house all the time. You know, we'd have you know, parties at my house, and and it was weird for them because you know we didn't drink alcohol, so it was weird for a bunch of Marines to get together and not drink. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, but I used to do the, I used to make fun of everybody in our unit, and I'd do impressions of. Drill instructors and all kinds of stuff, and and was just having fun. And my wife, one night after everybody had left, she's just like, "You need to do stand up." <laughs> and I'm like, oh, "I don't know how to get into it." You know, I would loved stand up. I, yeah. I used to watch it all the time. I just I loved it, but I was like, I don't know how to do that. You know, I, right? And uh, she kept bugging me, and finally she took me to there was a local place. It's called Schwannix was a bar in Jacksonville, North Carolina, and they would have a comedy night once a month. And soon we went there and we we'll watched these two guys. And it, you know, once you see it live, you go, "Oh, I get it. Yeah, I could do this." Yeah, <laughs> you, know, it was, you know, especially a like,
1: once-a-month comedy show at a weird bar. Yeah, you, you go and you're like, "I think oh, I, I could do it." Right. I was like, "That's it.
0: That's huh? you know," because you know, when you when you when you see it growing up, it's always it's it's the perfect it's it's. It's the uh, you know it's the the act that they worked on for years, and then they finally filmed it, and it's perfect. You know oh, yeah, it's right. all that. You don't see the nasty, horrible uh, <laughs> beginnings of it. You don't mm-hmm. see the sausage getting made. You know what I mean. Yes, you just right. see when yeah, it's finally yeah. presented on the plate, and it looks perfect. You don't see that part. When you see it being made, it's like, oh, okay, I can do this. Uh, it still took me a while till I finally did it because uh, we were we'd moved. Uh, I was in Kansas City and. I had a handyman business where I was doing all the kind of, you know, I was a carpenter. And I did all kinds of, the masonry work and roofing and everything. And anyway, I had this little handyman business and had a old project I was working on. This guy was helping me. Um, well, he just, he cut the fin- top of my finger off. Whoa. And so I had to run to the hospital and I'm sitting there. <laughs> Sorry about the <to> sneeze. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> Let it go, man. Don't hold it in. <laughs> it's right gone the, now. Right into the mic. But
2: I, I went to like, see, it's, I looked at Jordan. His glare caught me dead. Stop! Don't you sneeze. dare sneeze! And then I, I, didn't want to
1: interrupt it, but then I ended up interrupting your story. I thought I you were turning because you were like grossed out by the finger being cut off. Yeah, that's a, it. It was the story. I it was like, I thought that.
0: you were adding to the drama of the of the situation. <laughs> and he mentioned mention blood, like, and he passes I right sn- out. So. Yeah,
1: I sneeze and then pass out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your finger came off.
0: So the, the, it takes off the top of my finger, and we fe- we still had it. So we got we got to the emergency room. There, we able to sew it back on. I have no feeling in the top of my finger, but it's still there. I still got it, right? So as they're sewing my finger back on, I thought, this isn't what I wanted to do with my life. (laughs) And so I got rid of all my equipment, I gave all my contracts to to a friend of mine, and I thought, I'm going to do stand-up. And the wife was all all on on board, and so I wrote a few jokes, found an open mic, got up there, got a couple chuckles, and thought, this is it. This is my (laughs) calling. This is what I'm doing forever.
1: You didn't fly back to Schwannix to do that show for your first show?
0: I would, I would <laughs> like to go back. I need to. I need to do, go back to Schwannix. You think <laughs> Schwannix is still
1: around? What was the place like where you did your first uh, stand-up set? Was it a comedy club or was it a weird comedy? Uh, well, somewhere? the first
0: open mic was at a comedy club, Stanford and Sons in Kansas City. Oh, cool. And then um, I had one guy. It was. I think it was about the third week I was at the open mic. Uh, another guy who'd been, you know, another seasoned comic. He says, you know, you're you're pretty funny, but he says if you're just waiting to do the open mic every week here, you're never going to get where you want to be. He says what you have to do is go and set up your own shows in bars. He says as you tell people that you're going to bring a bring a show for you know whatever, they'll they'll open up on a Tuesday night. Yeah, if they think you're going to bring four people, they'll they'll do it right. Mm. So I started setting up all these shows in bars, and then other comics saw uh, what I was doing. So they started setting up shows, and we got it to the where you could be on stage every single night somewhere in the Kansas City area. Wow! Which had not been done yet. You know, there are few here and there, but we had really set up a nice little system, so you could get up everywhere. And it was in the worst place. I mean, you know, places where <laughs> they leave all the TVs on, the lights <laughs> are on. People are playing pool and you're doing it in a karaoke machine in front of the pool while they're playing. Right. The most ridiculous places you could. But that's where you learn how to do comedy. That's where you learn how to get people's attention. You know what I mean? And so that's what I did all over Kansas City. I was doing that and was there for a couple of years, then ended up moving back here to Utah. And that's when I met Keith Stubbs. And uh, he was running real shows right in fact the first the first time he was running do you you know where Bruvies is in Salt Lake yeah Yeah. Uh Um, he was running shows there on Wednesday on uh, Friday and Saturday nights at like 11 o'clock and uh, I'd met him at an open mic at a VFW club up on Highland Drive right (laughs) and met him and uh, Bent Washburn and uh uh a bunch of other comics. Yeah. And so anyway, right. and so he, he he's telling me, "Hey, come, you know, hang out at this real show." So I go there and I took tickets for I helped take tickets and see people for free and for like 2 weeks and then I just kept showing up because uh, I just mm-hmm. wanted to be around comedy, real real comedy. And uh he finally let me do 5 minutes and uh, it was just heaven, you know, because I've been up, up to this point. It's all just bars, right? Right. You know, yeah. You, just, you know, places where people they didn't even know comedy was happening. But.
1: I always say that's the best show is when it's a surprise to the people in attendance that they're at a comedy show. Guerrilla <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely. laughs> comedy, yeah.
0: And uh, and so I I did a real show and I was just like, this this is this is heaven. This yeah. is heaven, and then a local radio station. Some guy was in the audience, stole one of my jokes, and put it on the, on on the air. Whoa, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> do you want to name names? Do yeah, so you want to yeah. get revenge? Um, yeah. Well, I I just <laughs> do this. Dumb jo- well, the, the joke was, man, things really changed since I went back to Utah. There's just so many people, and there's just there's there's like so much road rage, and it's just weird, you know how how it's changed, and. Um, in fact, the other day i was I was going to church, and the parking lot was full and I was trying trying to find a spot and I finally found one and I went to turn into it and this other guy comes around, cuts me off, takes the spot, gets out of the car, and flips me off <laughs> at church and I was so stunned I was like uh hey oh uh, bishop <laughs> <laughs> It was, it's a dumb joke <laughs> it was radio
1: worthy though did yeah. he tell it Apparently himself or myself. was it a recording of you saying it uh,
0: no he told it himself he, <laughs> he, told, he told jokes he says yeah I went to church this Sunday I didn't know about it until like the next week I do the show I'm doing the show and I'm doing I did the same joke because it's new audience I did the joke so he says hey I heard that on the radio this week No, I'm like what? So I would talk to him and found out, yeah, there was like six or nice people man. in the audience that heard the joke on Monday, and thought I stole the joke. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Yeah. That's like I a very early edition
1: on the Kellen episode, he was talking about how on like reels and stuff, people can use your clip now as audio. Yes. And people lip sync it and then he was getting told he was stealing somebody's joke when it was his recording. This is like the early before social media version of that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah.
0: I was getting scared up by radio stations. It was
1: great. Do you remember the first joke you did at your open mic? Oh, yeah. I want to hear this.
0: One of my first, <laughs> of my first real jokes that I just loved doing, I still do it to this day, is uh, growing up in Utah, very different than most places. Uh, you pick up a lot of weird idiosyncrasies. Like to this day I can't sit through a boring meeting without this uncontrollable desire to eat Cheerios. Music <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes that I ever wrote. That was one of the first ones.
2: I love that. I'm yeah. picturing you eating Cheerios to this day. I hope that that joke is factually
0: Oh active. yes. Yes. Yeah. Well my my favorite one is Fruit Loops to be honest with you. Yeah a little more a
1: little more groups. zing to it than yeah, some a little cheerios. More, yeah.
0: A little more of a crunch. Yeah. They're
1: bigger.
2: Well, it's got to be honey nut cheerios. You don't want those plain ones with no flavor.
1: Yeah, I like them. honey. Nut. They help with your heart too. <laughs> it said so on the box. Some <laughs> <fixed laughs> things the box. <bottom. laughs>
0: oat grain. <laughs> it's all about the oat grain. So Ronnie, I feel like we're
1: putting the pieces together.
2: Okay, Taylor another piece. Before. All right, what do we got? What are the pieces so far, Jordan?
1: Well, we have philosophy. Marine Corps. Marine Corps comedy. Comedy. Kansas City. Kansas City. Carpenter.
2: Carpenter. <laughs> Carpenter. Yeah. You have lived a thousand lives.
1: Yeah, dying. yes, sir. But what I wanted to get to is that, because what really made you blow up was kind of doing these simple philosophy videos online that people love and that... In my recollection, tell me if I'm wrong, what really was like, whoa, Rodney's like taken off was when Howie Mandel stitched your video. Was that kind of the first thing that happened? Yeah, he stitched three of them. Oh, he did three of them? That's insane. Yeah, he did three
0: of them. Uh, Yeah, that was really what, I mean, it was, I was, I was already on an upward trajectory. Right. But he, that's what really set me off on TikTok was, was when he uh, stitched those three videos. So that was, that was pretty crazy
1: yeah how did that feel on your end
0: bizarre well the first time somebody sent it to me and they said hey did you see this and i thought somebody had taken my video and added it to something howie mandel had done. Uh-huh. so i thought oh that's interesting and then i realized oh no howie mandel actually was reacting to my video he posted the video
2: yeah.
0: and it just blew my mind i was like wow this is crazy so um, and at the same time that that was going on, I had been contacted by America's Got Talent about being on the show.
2: Oh, really? Was he? Is he hosting currently, or was he? Hosting? He, was. he was. He was.
0: So I, I wasn't sure if there was connection, but it turned out it was uh, the gal who they recruit. I don't know if you knew this. They recruit people. They go find acts. I it's did. Yeah. I, just,
1: I got recruited once. Yeah, it didn't make it pass. The initial <clears> room <laughs> you sit in with a camera, but yeah, <laughs> it felt hey. cool to skip the line.
2: Yeah, and I got recruited once yeah. too, and um, that was really awesome.
1: Which hosts is um, this your video?
2: No, that was yeah, All Abdul. Hamid, <laughs> hell,
1: is she one of us? Hamid did that.
0: Okay, you guys got further than I did. <laughs> Well, no. I got I've contacted by this gal. She saw she was uh, one of the recruiters, and she was looking. She was working one day, and she decided to take a break. And so she was on her break, and she got on Facebook, and she saw uh, one of her friends who's very liberal posted one of my videos, and then a friend of hers who was very conservative also posted the same video. And she's like, "Who is this guy?" That. Either side will <laughs> think he's funny. You're
1: bridging, you're healing America, you're right? America right?
0: So she watched my video. And then she said, she, I went down this rabbit hole and started watching all your stuff. She says, I think you're just amazing and brilliant. I want to see if we can get you on the show. So we started trying to figure out how to do it. But when it came right down to it, they just thought my character was too weird and they passed.
1: Dang it. I think that was, a, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, oh, I got definitely.
0: up to, I guess I, I had like a. This was back during COVID, so everything was just, it was an interview by Zoom. Oh, oh right. Yeah, That's so, but they were just like, huh, thank were they you very do- much, but I think we're going to go a different direction.
2: <laughs> At that time, were they doing like a Zoom, inter- a Zoom interview version of America's Got Talent? Like, Well,
0: three- no, it was like uh, you get up to a certain point, then they decide if they're going to have you do like an audition
1: yeah it's so like
0: i was auditioning to get an audition i didn't i didn't get that far right right, right. for
1: me is when they came here to salt lake i think they reached out to like a handful because like me and paul sheffield we all got to kind of like skip the line because when there's big lines waiting to go audition oh yeah but you just go into a room it's not like the hosts are there it's just a room with a camera and it's like i right, perform to this
0: oh yeah i did well i did i went up to when they were doing them in boise uh-huh and I went there with my daughter because she was doing stand up at the same time. So we just went up to just have the experience. And yeah, you just you you have no idea what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you you get called in, and you go into this room and it's one you know intern who looks like he's twelve, <laughs> <laughs> and you, the camera set and they go, "Okay, whenever you want to go, you could start. You have ninety seconds. We'll just start when you when as soon as you speak."
2: 90 seconds isn't a
0: And long then time. you go, and then at 90 seconds, he's, okay, you're done. Cut You're off, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're, just, you're 90 seconds <laughs> over. And it's like, okay, um, if you're on, we'll let you know. Um, if you're not, you'll never hear from us again. <laughs> Okay, thanks. That was <laughs> As you it. watch them
1: take the tape out and throw it in the trash. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I got a laugh from the camera guy. He probably did it for everyone, but I remember holding on to that, being like, the camera guy laughed, so maybe I did okay.
2: Man. Maybe it's not too late. I mean, distant season. We might see both of you on there. It could be. Um, what do you think it is about your philosopher persona you do that has kind of caught
0: fire online. Um I well he's he's based loosely off my grandfather who was an alcoholic. Oh. And the same <laughs> one who said, Oh, they got all the answers now.
1: Oh, so he look would, at that piece fitting together. It's uh-huh. based on the
0: grandfather. He he would he was like a, a just a lush. He was just like constantly buzzed. You know what I
2: mean? Yes, yeah.
0: And so he would come up with these weird stories and he was just always joking and teasing and but it was like this discombobulated off in the <laughs> you know it was just this weird way yeah of and so i i'd always wanted to kind of do an homage to my grandfather about this and uh I, I wasn't quite sure what to do with him entirely and then um i was watching uh videos by our good friend bryce i think you all know who i he was doing he's you know he's he's a he's a an influencer yes right and right. he was doing these uh motivational videos on sure on on instagram and he was doing this one i can't i remember exactly what he was saying but it was something to the effect of you deserve to be happy today you deserve to be successful and i'm here to give you permission to <laughs> be happy and successful and i thought you know he's 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 giving a really positive message, but no one's paying attention. I had, like the video had been up for like a week, and like seven views, and four of them were me making fun of it. Right. <laughs> and uh, and I've told him all this, so he knows. And uh, and it just it just struck me. I thought because you know Bryce, you know he's he works out. He's you know he works great. He's got a hot wife. They got a great big huge beautiful home he drives a ferrari i mean yeah yeah you know watch this video and go. Like, oh, this guy doesn't know anything about my life and i thought <laughs> and that's when it just dawned on me i was like that's it my drunk grandfather is the <laughs> world's worst life coach oh that's great and so i just started working on it and uh, i'd done a few videos before but they just you know didn't didn't really go anywhere and then when COVID hit i had nothing else to do and so I just started making more videos as him, and at the I, I'd grown the hair, the beard out even more because um, I was working on a thing about being doing a Santa Claus up.
2: Right. And yeah. So
0: I started growing the beard and hair out, and then um, it, it just caught fire. I had one video in particular that just. Went, went into the stratosphere, you know, millions and millions of views, and I mean, it's it got so big that people stole it from me, and I make nothing off of it at all. Oh, really? Right.
1: Right. Howie stole it? Is Howie Mandel uh, is getting your paycheck right now? Probably <laughs> could be.
0: I don't know who's making money. I can't. Facebook keeps telling me that it's like over three hundred million or something. Jeez, and, Whoa. Uh I've got no money from it at all. Not not a dime.
1: Zuckerberg fix this yeah! right now Zuckerberg watches oh yeah Yeah, people
0: keep copywriting my videos and then I get copyright strikes for posting my own stuff
2: (laughs) well you know we run into that too at dry bar with the videos we post that random people copyright strike stuff that we posted and so something needs to be done
0: you have to keep fighting it and fighting and you feel like a jerk because it's like I keep having to send out cease and desist letters. I'm going, I just want to tell jokes. Yeah. And ah. yeah.
1: make a little money off of those millions of views would be cool.
0: It'd be nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did Howie ever reach out to you and ever DM with him? Not
0: Howie? once. Not once. He just stitched he a few he stitched of them. Stitched three move. of my videos, and that was, <laughs> that was the end of our relationship.
1: Huh? The old stitch and ditch.
0: Stitch and ditch.
1: Um,
2: was, the, was your look inspired by your grandfather, too?
0: No, he was actually very He he looked like um uh, uh Vincent Price. Oh really? <laughs> I mean he had he was he was always dressed to the nines. My grandfather always wore a shirt and tie he was a railroad engineer. Okay. And he would still wear a suit when he worked on the railroad. I mean he was just a very dapper Good looking, he had like the pencil thin mustache. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he was just a very elegant man.
1: Are you sure he wasn't an old timey villain that was actually us tying women to railroad tracks? He could have been. He could have been. <laughs> He's got to go I work mean, on the was, railroad. Me engineer a new trap for the
0: railroad. <laughs> but uh, so, the, so it was like uh, part of it was him, but then part of it was just sort of just how I looked at the time. And it just sort right. of worked out this way. Yeah, it so, came
1: together. Well, tell us a little bit about your experience being Santa Claus. That's a big responsibility, burden on your shoulders.
0: That <laughs> was that was one of the funnest things I think I've ever done. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: The drawbar well, special, or just being Santa Claus in general?
0: Just being Santa in general. Well, I had a cousin who um, was—he uh, was just a year older than me. He was the same. He was the cousin that I used to hang out with my grandpa all the time. He was—he's the both of us the and. We used to just make each other laugh all the time. We were always creating skits and doing all kinds of weird stuff together. He was just fun growing up with him. And he started working for Sears when he was in his 20s. And they lost their Santa Claus. I don't know if he died or quit or whatever. (laughs) But he he comes to work one Saturday and they're like, "Uh, we don't have a Santa Claus. He quit. And he's like, well... What are we gonna do? He's like, well, I can do it because they had beard and everything, right? So he put on the Santa suit and became the Sears Santa, and uh, he was getting uh, people were hiring him to go into their house and stuff. He started making really good money as Santa Claus every year. So he kept bug- he kept bugging me. He says, "You ought to do Santa Claus. That would be Santa Claus." I'm like, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not old enough to be Santa Claus. It doesn't matter. Just put on the beard. I'm like, I could never do fake beard Santa. And uh, you're a purist,
1: which I appreciate. Yeah, purist. purist.
0: (laughs) But he had been a Santa Claus for over 20 years, right? Right. Kept bugging me to do it. Well, he passed away um, from a heart condition, and um, and sort of sort of as an homage to him, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Santa, but I thought, I want to do Santa doing (laughs) stand-up. Yeah. So I'm going to grow the beard out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Santa as stand-up. But everybody who does Santa stand-up, they always play, you know, the drunk or mad Santa. And I thought, why would you do that? You got such... Here's a guy who's been around for centuries, who's seen everything. Yeah. That guy's going to have a great perspective on everything. Right. I mean, that's great comedy material right there. And so I thought, I'm going to play it straight up. <laughs> and um, when I finally got the... I'd been working on it for a few years and I'd done it at... Uh, if you remember a guy uh, used to... I, I don't think he does anymore because he got too much of a... Came too big of a deal was... He would have a Christmas show. He'd raise money for, for kids. Yeah, the charity for, show, charity Christmas. show. Uh-huh. and Christmas. Uh, charity show. And I... I offered to do Santa at that one of them, and it went really well. And then the next year, I got a chance to do it for Dry Bar, which was kind of in the middle of COVID. So some of the jokes are more covid Right,
1: right. You
0: know, I want to do it again where I, I do it more general. But but doing the Santa Claus was just a hoot. I, I keep getting people every Christmas. <laughs> I have other Santas are asking to do my jokes as part of their Santa (laughs) shtick. I'm like, yeah, dude, knock yourself out. I'm not using these again.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. Well, you've done some uh, gigs as Santa Claus, right? Yeah, yeah. I've been hired
0: to... uh, I've done actual, you know... Because I wanted to have the whole Santa experience. And so, yeah, I've, uh, you know, I've sat sat there and had kids come up and get their pictures and tell me what they want.
1: You moved to the North Pole for a couple of months. I did. Method, I lived. I, I was raised <laughs> reindeer.
0: Um, uh, I settled a contract dispute with uh, with the Elves Union. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've done it all. So. That's
2: great. Do you? I feel like you would have some funny, weird experiences just being a Santa Claus in general. Were there any weird moments or... Kids well, that the, the, funny,
0: the funniest one, it's mostly girls who want to pull the beard <laughs> and they will, they'll, they'll really? just, they'll come up and they'll just like barely touch it. And then all of a sudden they'll just go, oh. they just, they just want to know it's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like kind of funny. <laughs> um, and then, uh, kids will tell you things that will blow your mind. Um, <laughs> We things. don't want
2: to betray any sort of Santa child confidentiality kind of, yeah, right. we agreement. Yeah, we well, seriously. the funniest one,
0: <laughs> the funniest one to me was uh, this: this girl comes up and she goes, "I just want you to know that my sister is horrible. She shouldn't get anything." <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: it. That's incredible.
1: That's it, and then she just gets up of and doesn't yeah. ask for anything else. My present this year is that you do <laughs> nothing for my sister. My sister
0: is horrible. <laughs>
1: So you know. and did you go I know <laughs> <laughs> trust me yeah. well, it's,
0: it's weird to me be, because uh, well I was walking this has happened to be uh, I think four times that I could that I, that I recall is I'm I'm walking I, I need to remember not to wear a red shirt anywhere <laughs> yeah I was right, going to ask right, if right. you
1: get to uh, because grown men will come
0: it. up to I was walking one time I was in Las Vegas and I was just out for a little walk and I'm walking past this guy there's this dude this uh mexican cholo looking dude i mean he looks like he's a gang runner you know right out of central casting you know what i mean <laughs> he's and i'm like uh and I'm, I'm walking past this dude and then he comes running up to me and i, I have that moment of you know you 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 have that moment was like is he going to stab me or is he trying to sell me a tamale you know what i mean you're just like <laughs> sure. i'm not sure what's happening sure and he comes up and then he just gets right up to me and he's like got this real stern look on his face and he goes, uh, "Hey man, I really want to get one of those evil can evil jumping uh, motorcycles. I never got one when I was a kid." <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I just started laughing and I, I look at him and go, "Come on now, you know you've been on the Nautilus for a really long <laughs> time." So that's that's my response now. That's
2: great. Well, I'm wondering if we can do a special thing. Where the last, you know, little bit of our podcast here, five minutes, could just be a podcast interview with Santa Claus. That with sounds Santa like Santa Claus. Does that sound like something you'd be interested
0: in? Um. Well, I think we could we could pull it off. Hold on.
1: Do you have a Santa hat in your pocket?
0: I don't know, I have a Santa <laughs> hat. I got. I got. I got. The uh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that does.
1: <clears throat> wow, that does complete the look for Santa. Actually. Yeah. Totally.
2: He's in a summer
1: wear.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Santa does vacation.
1: i drop my
2: phone. Well, Santa Claus, we <clears> are <throat> so excited to have you on the Drive Our Comedy podcast today. I mean, how does it feel to be on it?
0: It is an absolute honor. Thank you so very, very much. It is a pleasure to see you young boys once again.
1: We know it's your off season. We're... <laughs> Probably starting to get busy for Christmas.
0: I appreciate you making the trip.
1: Yeah. I kind of have a hard-hitting question for you. Uh, why coal? And why not a more renewable energy resource for children?
0: Very good question. Now, I will be honest with you. We did deliver coal to those uh, undeserving souls. <laughs> but... Sometime during the uh, the early '70s, during when when Nixon uh, instituted the uh, Environmental Protection Agency, (laughs) Um, (laughs) we found that getting coal was actually much much more difficult to obtain. And with uh, various energy needs, of course, throughout uh, throughout Asia, in particular China, with the growth of China and the Industrial (laughs) Revolution. we found that uh, coal was actually uh, very expensive, and uh, seemed uh, became somewhat cost prohibitive. Not to mention, of course, the ongoing environmental concerns. And so we we, we decided that giving a lump of coal not not as uh, you know uh, didn't carry the impact that it used to have. And so then we decided to make some changes. And so now we just give out Applebee's gift cards. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: For good kids, is there a go-to present, or you just give them what they want?
0: Well, um, as we have learned, um, they just all want iPads. <laughs> That's it. Just give <laughs> them all iPads. Uh, we've given up on toys, everything. We just deliver iPads, which uh, I'll be honest with you, we appreciate because you know they're easier to carry.
1: <laughs> are the are you making your own microchips in house, Are the elves doing that, or? How are you getting the yeah. resources?
0: Well, uh, we do interdimensional travel. <laughs> well, this is
1: groundbreaking news. Actually,
0: <laughs> I am a mythical being, after all.
2: You're getting um, iPads from another dimension.
0: Absolutely. Well, we go. Uh, <laughs> we we raid other realities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're, like, you're a tyrant in other uh, universes?
2: <laughs> he's already using the cheap elf labor. I don't know if we, he really has many ethical concerns. I don't mean to put you in the hot seat, Santa.
0: Look, ethics <laughs> ethics only apply to the universe that you're assigned to. So if you go into <laughs> an alternative universe, you have fair game. Everything is fair game. And you can do whatever you please.
1: <laughs> We're learning so much now, from philosopher Santa here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um Now, what about the North Pole? Now, I am you. You must like the cold, but I. I mean, it, how is living in the North Pole been lately? Are you thinking about relocating?
0: Or, well, actually, we did relocate. Oh. Um, the North Pole is just <laughs> it just throws off the tourists. It's a tour, you know, you go there, you visit the gift shop. They say, where's Santa? <laughs> oh, he's off he's, he's visiting an alternative universe or whatever. <laughs> Stealing from uh, uh, other no, worlds. But we've, no, we've actually been located in Belize since 62. Oh, oh wow. wow. Yeah, yes.
2: And the elves are happy there.
0: Oh, much happier. Much
2: happier. <laughs> much happier. Not happy, though, but they are much happier.
0: Much happier. <laughs> well, you get more vitamin D. Yes. It's uh, very essential very to an elf
1: mrs claus is she happy with the the mm. move
0: i don't know i haven't spoken to that one. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we're learning
1: so much about santa claus
0: all right well so she got jealous uh you know it was, look dear it's just part of the story it's just part of the game it's hard yeah. when you're on the road a lot i'm on the road everybody knows at least I one am. night year. everybody wants something from me
2: yeah, I saw. I thought TMZ saw her with the Easter bunny. I was going to ask you about that. And... I don't even keep track of her anymore.
0: <laughs>
2: well, Santa Claus, if you had a message to the children to, to prepare the them children. for this Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, if they're watching from home, what would you
0: tell? I you know? would say, children, you may think that Santa doesn't exist, that... Uh, that perhaps that you have not received gifts uh, from Santa Claus. Well, I'm here to let you know that you probably didn't receive gifts from Santa Claus. Most of you don't deserve anything, <laughs> but you're such horrible children that your parents are concerned that you're going to throw such an enormous fit that they actually go out and buy something and pretend you got something from Santa. Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 Unless
1: that, you got an Applebee's <laughs> gift card Then you know yes, Santos in your apples.
0: house
2: <laughs> Well A special thank you to Santa Claus for making an appearance And also Rodney Norman Coincidentally on the same
1: What a great hey, double header of a podcast we, do, we yeah, That's killer <laughs> Oh Rodney's back Rodney is there anything you want to plug Or tell the audience about Before we get out of here
0: um, I love you and I think you're all amazing people. Thank you for, for being a part of my journey, allowing me to be a part of yours. Non-Santa Rodney is way nicer. Yeah, yeah. Santa. Well, Santa's been around for a couple thousand years. And he's tired of all your guys' crap.
1: He's going to turn into a curmudgeon. You, you do that for 2,000 years. <laughs> We're out of here.
2: <laughs> well, that's great. Um, everybody at home, thank you for watching. Thanks to Rodney for making an appearance. And we will see you on the next podcast episode.
1: Bye, everybody.